Check it out, y'all. Welcome to Wishboning, the unofficial Wishbone podcast. I'm your host, John Murphy. This episode is titled A Bone of Contention. With me, always, is my co-host, Christian Humes. Christian, welcome. Hey, John. I actually almost sent someone in my feed today to talk about this. I just, I liked this episode so much that I was nervous to come here and talk about it. So I almost sent someone instead to do the discussion for me. And then I realized that would be weird. So I didn't do that. Because yeah. that would be a very strange thing to do. I, I, I don't really know what you're talking about. But what I do know is that there's a little thing called love triangles. Ooh. Maybe it's not happening here because Is that we... like the Bermuda Triangle? Yes. Things do get lost in love triangles. You know, tri- there's a lot of good triangles in the world. You've got pizza. Yes. You've got Bermuda Triangle. Just because like, there's so much good fish. Is pizza really considered a triangle? Well, when you're eating it, it's a triangle. Yeah, but I be I feel like with a rounded crust, but it, it adds a curved I mean, edge that isn't sure. quite. That's, it's like a cone. That's fair. That's it's like, fair. It's like a flat cone. Um, you know, if you're if you're skiing, you, you're supposed to do the pizza, which that is like a triangle you're forming. You got the Triforce polygons. All video games are made up of the triangles. Pyramids. Yeah, pyramids, because that's because the aliens brought the triangles down. Yes. So there's just there's a lot of good triangles. Um. And love triangles being one of them, yes. obviously. Unfortunately, we don't have a guest today, so we can't oh, this actually make this... this is a weird episode this... to not have. <laughs> of all the episodes for you to be like, let's just do one one that's us. It feels like this was a well, strange one. Well, I didn't one. want um, the topic to get us all like thinking about it, and mm. then things happening during the episode. And then you want to talk to that guest. It would well. be awkward, especially like if both of us were into the guest, because we also both have significant others. So that's that's less of a love triangle. That becomes like a love uh, pentagon. Well, it would be a love pentagon. No, but it could be like a friendship triangle. A friendship, a friendship triangle. Like you're trying to be more of a friend, best friend. I want to be, I, I want to be the like uber friend. Yeah, and and then you know I want to be more of that person's friend. Um, you know, so I think, okay, so we are discussing today on this episode, Wishbone at least dies in the book of, uh, it's not a book, it's a poem per se. It's a narrative poem. It is the courtship of Miles Standish. Now, have you ever heard of this before? No. And I wasn't excited about the episode when you first told me what the fiction was, but then when I realized what the setting of the episode was for Oakdale, I was excited. Correct. So let's just dive right into it. You know, I hadn't really heard of it either. So... But I was excited when I heard the summary of the episode, especially the Oakdale stuff. So as we jump into it, um, we... why do you think they chose this? Because everything else is pretty much been something I've heard of in some capacity. I feel like with the second season, they're dipping into a little bit of more obscure things. Mm. Um, you know, doing a little bit backward. Uh, like yeah, like the the backstory on on this this poem is I I think it was actually very popular in the 19th century. It just it wasn't it very popular anymore. I see. Um, I see. In fact, there actually was a only one um, adaptation of it in a film, but it was like nineteen. 19- With Nicolas Cage. No, it was in like nineteen nineteen or whatever. And it's it's actually the movie's lost to history. There's no copy of it anymore. Oh, so, so it's from the silent era. Yeah, interesting. Um, and it, because and it, love it, should be. And it was a movie that bombed. Should be too. seen, not heard. Correct. Um, just like this this story, but um, 
So yeah, I, th- I think it was a, a a story that was popular a long time ago, but is no longer. Okay. Um, and so it's sort of lost. But that being said, I think you I mean, know it doesn't really work in uh, the Tinder generation. Y- no, but I think it works in like sort of the young love situ- like generation of just like anyone that grows up and is dealing with complications and relationships and friendships. Yeah, but now they could be like, well, we could all just get on Threender together. <laughs> yes. Um. I don't know about like underage children getting on Threender, but um, you know that these these kids have some kind of dating app. The point I'm getting at is that the I think this is a very common thing with junior high and high school kids. Yeah, that's definitely true. So I think true. they maybe retroactively the producers of Wishbone went back and said, "Oh, let's do one where like Joe and David have." this like have drama between them over a girl mm-hmm. and we'll and let's think about okay let's we'll use not this. make it sam yeah that, i thought that was like yeah. we'll talk about it but i thought that was a very i think safe move but ultimately i don't know if it was good so anyways um it is there's a dance coming up mm-hmm. though it's not mm-hmm. a is it a school official dance because it seemed like it it was at the school i thought it was at pepper pete's at the end. It was at Pepper Pete's? Yeah. Or maybe it was at Pepper Pete's. That's what they were setting up. Yeah. I see. And so, okay, so there's this dance coming up, and we open with, we're in Pepper Pete's with... Um, Which Sam's dad owns. Sam's dad owns and works. Which is awesome. And that, Right? Like, that's so awesome. Yeah. I wish my dad owned a pizza place. Yeah, but then what if, he made, the you, what if he made you the work there like Sam did? You still get to eat pizza all fucking day. She doesn't seem to be eating pizza. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know what, like, those, like, fucking metabolisms on those, like, 15-year-old girls are like? There's, she's chowing down on some delicious za all day. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a good quote for the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, absolutely going on. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't like my dad working at, like, a, owning and working at P3. Probably, like, A, be, have long hours. He'd smell terrible. Um and I probably wouldn't see him as much, or he, or I'd be working uh-huh. there and not work and not like, um, not enjoying myself. You know? Yeah, maybe that's true. Get a little structuring. Did you I ever? Know. Have I to think do... I think anyone that like their parent owns a pizza place would be kind of popular. Like you'd want to hang out with that person. And and it seems like it does because it seems like Joe and his basketball friends are, are they're all chilling at Pepper Pete's. Yeah, but they're not just chilling at Pepper Pete's. No, they are. Looking out the window, oh, yeah. and they are scoping out. First of all, how old does Joe look? Like when we first see him. So Joe in this season, he looks seventeen. Yeah, at least. Yeah, he is the actor is either fifteen or sixteen. Yes, I and, looked up like the time that. But technically, they are not in high school yet. They are still in junior high. Right. Which I think, which is weird because we know when the show starts, they're supposed to be like twelve, thirteen. I could have sworn there's an episode where they say something about someone being like thirteen years old. Yeah. So when I started eighth, ninth grade, so it was high school, ninth grade, I was 14, turning 15. Okay. And then 15, 16, 16, 17. No, I was 13 turning 14 in ninth grade because I graduated at the age of 17, which most people yeah, will see, graduate I was. I think 17. I was 19 by the time I graduated. Oh, interesting. Most people yeah. will be 17. Not because I was when they held back. Yeah. <laughs> You just had like a late birthday. I was one of those um because I was I'm a summer birthday, so yeah. it's like they decided I started kindergarten a year later. Well, see, so that's the thing though is cutoffs are different everywhere because my cutoff is was December, so I graduated high school at 17. Yeah, like I graduated high school 2005. Yeah, see, because I'm an 06 graduate. Right. So I would have been almost the same. Oh no! So you were still 18 
when you graduated then. I mean, I you were almost 19. It was a blur back then. 18 but... going on 19. Okay. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. It's like he, if he's 15 here, yes. right, which the actor is, I think he's actually only supposed to be like a year older on the show. Yeah. 14. Maximum then they're eighth grade and they're old for eighth grader. Yeah, I think that I think this is definitely eighth grade. Yeah. And, but Joe looks like he is about to go into Friday Night Lights, which this. is because he is the actual actor is a few years older. Yeah, um, and that's such like precious time. Like you age so much during those years that like it's hard to. It's not like we can get like a twenty year old dude and have them play like seventeen. Yeah, and speaking of um, people looking way older than their age, so they are checking out the new. The new hot piece of tail yeah. and on school, which is uh, Sarah Johnson. Yeah, she um, does look a lot older than them. She, she looks like her, she's in her mid twenties. Yeah. She well, is... she's either eighteen. She's like eighteen. I looked up. I looked up on like I because I was curious as to this first shot we had of Joe in this. Yeah. Also, I want to. I want to give kudos. Good haircut on Joe. Oh, he looks good. He's looks, like a little, little baby good. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like a little Steve Rogers. Yeah, he's got like a little yeah, Steve Rogers. Kind of the, uh, yeah. Um. So I was like, I want to see how old he actually is here, because I was like, I was like, is he like twenty in this? And there, they shot it like multiple years later. Uh, but she actually is like, a few years older than yeah. them, and they're already playing a couple years younger than they are. Yeah, I think you know everyone in this show's definitely had definitely a a, a spurt of some sort. Yeah. Um, and has gone through some changes. Uh, definitely Joe and David have significantly changed the most. But speaking of Sarah Johnson, so like her, not only. Does she look older? But her hair is done a certain way that makes her seem like an older mom to character. Same with the clothes. Same with the clothes. Um, there is this. So as they're watching um, this Sarah Johnson from outside the Pepper Pete's, there's a hilarious. Um, they're basically talking about like, oh, someone needs to ask her to the the the, the stance coming up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it. You watch her as Demont comes up to talk, ask her out, and it is the most like they clearly gave like the actor playing Demont no direction. They're just like. Go up and ask her, and she's going to say no. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, you want to go to the dance? They're like, you're the fucking loser. Go look like one. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, I feel like there was a lack of direction overall in this episode. In yeah. Just seeing... It's also weird seeing DeMont, like, not be the villain anymore. He was definitely pushed aside in this movie. Yeah. But there is a... We'll talk about the end, but the ending was a little funny with it. It was weird. <laughs> it was so weird. Um. So... His other Joe's other basketball buddies are like, "Oh, you need to, you need, you really need to ask her out." Yeah, it's like we're you're the leader of the team. You should be crushing it. Yeah, that is exactly what I was. I was getting a little. I was like, "This is a little weird." Yeah, from a like a twenty year old pers- like lens perspective, like looking back, like I'm like, "Oh, you know, I think this is what you know maybe like high school kids would talk about." Yeah, but like if you think about. This came out like two years after like the previous season. There was like a year gap between this. Yeah. The kids that were watching that show were like 10. This seems like a big escalation for that same audience. Like two years is not But it's sort of the idea of what you think older yeah. kids should be doing. Yeah, yeah, Talking yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. So They're like, oh yeah, you should take her out and go by the lake in your car. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Joe, he's... You know what this reminded me of? At this moment, it reminded me of Cyrano de Bergerac and Roxanne yeah, and stuff where it's it like... Does. You know, Joe Which is, is the, I mean, it's a love triangle. Yeah, they're all yeah, love triangles, but it's a little bit different of a love triangle. Yes. Because um, in the sense that Joe then decides, like, I can't ask her directly to the dance, so I'm going to ask David to ask her. What a bitch move. Yes. Right? Yes, I think it's a bitch move. I never did this to anybody. Did you, do you ever do something... No, but I know there's, like, people that would be like, oh, do you know if this person likes that person? Like, you should yeah. ask if this... 
like that's slightly different and i think there was some of that like i remember some of that but i don't ever i never was like can you ask someone out for me oh i see i didn't do that specifically but i did i do remember in freshman year of high school i did something sort of like that in class where there was a you just took um, off all your clothes and streaked out the door no there was like a girl i sat like across from oh and um I used another girl that sat in front of her yeah, yeah, in like in kind of yeah. a, a triangle conversation. Yeah. The one girl was like this kind of like very like, oh, hey, everybody. Like, like I want to like, mm-hmm. like connect people up, you know. And so I was like maybe at the time didn't realize that I was using that kind of pseudo uh, like mind control of like, oh, I'll get her to you encourage mean, her. You, you were manipulating. I was manipulating the situation. So I manipulated yeah. one person to yeah. think that they committed the other person to then uh she'd be like yeah, oh you guys should sure, go to the dance I'm sure together through the lens of like a ninth grader they seemed really slick but i bet like looking back if you were able to go watch that go down you're probably like a oh. lot more awkward than yeah you oh, of course, of course. it's probably like really obvious what you're doing yeah of course <laughs> but i think like now i, I romanticize it <laughs> well of course that's i mean it's the past that's what you get to do with the past right yeah so that, that's my closest i ever came to something similar to a situation like this. okay all right um but I, yeah i think any other type of courtship i ever did was, courtship was self-courtship Come not on. not can we wrong. not can we not like we don't need people out there thinking we're fucking wearing fedoras over here courtship uh, no but it, literally the story is called the courtship of miles standish yeah, I'm not saying it as like, but the romantic was... the the romanticizing that we've done in society to like love and like the ideas of courtship and stuff have just made like the good guys like the most awkward fucking nerdy people into like just like awful creeps. And like for some reason, we continue to romanticize so many of these stories. But like, you'd never want people to act like they do in so many of those stories because if they actually did those things in real life, you'd be like, oh, you're kind of weird. Like, yes and no. Weird. I think it depends on the person. I think it's like all about approach. I think like the idea of courtship in general, I think uh-huh. it is a it, it is based on like a natural, like animalistic human thing. Well, yeah, it's like we already both swiped right on each other. So you're thinking of so, like, like I know you were I know you were formerly like the king of Tinder. I was not the king of Tinder, John. And I know that's like what your modern perspective I was is. Not now, the king of but, Tinder. Uh, yeah, and but okay, so but I think for the most part we both uh, It'd be a both, sweet throne, though. Um, I think both. <laughs> ugh, <a> sticky, <laughs> sticky throne. It's just like it's like bodies. <laughs> you're just sitting on like naked bodies. But I think whether or not you're you're a man, a woman, gay, straight, um, or anything in between, or out of the out of the box, just I think ambiguous, I think I think courtship in general sure. is something that people do like. And yes, there is a classic sense of courtship. Yeah, which can... I just think the formality of calling things courtship and stuff like sort of makes it weird. Yeah, I mean it's, it, but how else would you describe it? I like you're courting like a better the attention of another other person that you're attracted to. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like there's a better way to describe it. Okay, well then if you can. That's come... all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just I think that it, you know it's there are a lot of people. All, that hear these things like impressionable children growing up they watch this stuff and then they think like oh i'll like write a girl a poem and it's like that's fucking weird dude did Maybe you write a girl a poem oh god no oh you didn't oh hell no i don't think i ever did no no no, no. i made mixtapes you made mixtapes or mix cds i think i made a mix cd or two here yeah. or there but i was already like talking to that girl at that point i don't um, think i ever like i did a couple times of like randomly like leave a mix cd in a locker mm. and like i actually never followed up with it but i just did it i I've never really 
like made a move on anyone of any kind unless i like already was fairly confident that like the answer was gonna be yes oh so you like oh so you must be a terrible gambler because or at least you never gamble because then you always want to. I mean, I've made, I've made a few gambles, but uh, there's a reason I have so far like a, a no strikeout policy. <laughs> Speaking of you not liking courtship, you were talking about a no strikeout policy when it comes to the opposite sex for you. Does not sound great. You want when you swing that bat, you want to make sure you're hitting. Yeah, if it's like if it's a crazy ball, I'm like, well, oh, you know, maybe I'll get walked or maybe I'll get an accidental strike. But like, I didn't, you know, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> speaking of swinging and missing, um, the actual poem written by who's the famous author, uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Oh, what a good name, though. Great porn name. Oh, Longfellow. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he wrote the poem in 1858. The story takes place in the Plymouth Rock era, early colonial um, mm. America. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the the captain, I guess the commander of the, the colony who keeps or protects everybody is Miles Standish, and he is someone that is he's so brave that he like even says in the in the episode he's like I I'll charge a, a f- Do you think this is where the the name stand like being standoffish comes from? Mm, maybe I would have to do or a maybe, little bit of research. Or maybe but... he named the person Standish because of that. It's possible. Um, I don't. I haven't really done the research yet on that. Well, that's why I said, do you think, not do you know? That seems like it's one of those things where, like, it makes sense, but in a way that's like only because we're yeah. like, just it sounds. Maybe he subconsciously named the character that. Yeah, he's like Standish. Yeah, kind of like standing there. He's not like doing it. Yeah, I mean, potentially, uh, and he's miles away emotionally. Yeah. You know, it's like Joe is able to fucking drill three pointers into the hole. He is just like tossing those things. He's getting those balls. He's just like from out of bounds. He's knocking people out. He's fouling, but he's like, "Oh, this girl that I like." Yeah, he can't. I can't. Yeah. He's confident on the court, but not in the in courting. It's hundred percent of the shots you don't take, John. Yes, Wayne Gretzky, Michael <laughs> Scott. Um, yeah, yeah. He he's good at he's he's great on the court, but he can't court the lady. Yes, That's the way I would yeah. the way to describe it. Same thing with Miles. Is Miles he he can charge the battlefield, you know, like like he said, but he can't. Um, He's really attracted to this woman, Priscilla. Yep. Um, keep in mind also that Miles did have a wife and she died. So this is his like kind of second like he's he's been sort of depressed and he's found new life in this woman. Yeah, it's it's a little different than with Joe. Correct, Joe. Well, he lost his father. Yeah, that's. But not the same. Not quite not the, the same. same. It's a little bit different in the sense that um, but so he has also his good friend John Alden who is kind of like more of a eh, he's not as brave as miles on the battlefield he's kind of like this kind of wimpy writer guy um, yeah david yeah he's the david kind of thing so he's like oh can you go talk to priscilla for us um and we're gonna play our first clip here of um john going to talk to priscilla and um and it's like it's notable in the poem that she sings Mm-hmm. I knew it was you when I heard your step. And that's her only singing, right? But I was thinking of you as I knelt here singing. You like them? Is I've Pilgrim been Hat. thinking all he day of the hedgerows yeah, so of good. England. They are in blossom now, and the country is all like a garden. You will say it is wrong, but I cannot help it. I almost wished myself back in old England. 
She reminds you of like so Aubrey Plaza and, and has like a look to her. Your heart is about England, but she has no accent. It needs a stronger one. A little bit on. of an accent. So I have come to you now with an offer and proffer of marriage made by a, a good man and true, Miles Standish, the captain of Plymouth. If the great captain of Plymouth is so eager to wed me, why does he not come himself and take the trouble to woo me? Um. If I am not worth the wooing, I am surely not worth the winning. Is he fighting wars? <laughs> any woman in Plymouth, nay, any woman in England, might be happy yeah, to be called the wife of Miles Standish. Why don't you speak for yourself, John? Yeah. Um, what a <laughs> Not the first time I heard yeah. that question asked me. <laughs> so she wanted to know if I liked her. <laughs> John Alden. I love that. Look at that shot. Yeah. That was, mine. Also, this, this shot looks really bad. That looks bad, but then that looks. Not that's a really good. Technically, see the thing is. It's like a cat. To Brute. Ooh. Brutus was Caesar's friend, and you were mine. Re he is crazy. Oh, yeah, he's super crazy. This would be but like someone that's like obsessed And this is like the kind of dude I'm talking about when I talk about like he's creepy Let like I'm a good guy, nice us. guy, like fucking but war. Like he's a fucking creep. An implacable hatred. <laughs> dude man, what chill is that, the what fuck is that out. word? What's implacable? Um, like I think it means like unrestrainable or like unbeatable. Get out of here with that. It's bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, like Miles is not a good guy. No, he's 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 just he misguided. Should be I think he, he's he's depressed and misguided. Miles should be demont. No, but I think they're both like Joe is like misguided because basically what happens is is that um you know David goes to ask Sarah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They bond over their um love of a uh, speaking of a uh, audio equipment. Basically, uh, Sarah's uncle is going to be the DJ or. I don't know exactly what the, the deal is, but for the party, uh, essentially is supplying the uh, audio equipment, and they bond over setting that up. Um, also, Wishbone spends a lot of time away from the Talbots in this episode. Yeah, also, where's Ellen? She must be off, like, working that library or something. This is an off day. She just, they just couldn't write her in the show. Her and Wanda were having a they having been, girls' day. They could have been chaperones at the dance. Yeah, apparently, but um, I, they, I guess maybe they just only had the budget to have uh, Sam's dad. That's the only, the only adult in the whole thing. Um, and then that one line from the coach, which we have a line for. Oh. Was it David's dad? Oh, yeah, David's dad in here, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, David's dad was in it, too. Yeah, okay. but I was talking about the, the uptight coach. He's like, get your head in the game, oh, Joe. okay, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, I like seeing David's dad. I was like, oh, how yeah. you doing? Um, yeah, so, yeah, he, it was good. He seemed a little tired. He was like, probably had to deal with that whole FBI mess a long time ago, and he's just like, oh, I hate my life. Yeah. But he was funny, too, because he had some good wisdom for David as well. Because he was, oh, not really David, he's more just like, well, it's like, he asked you to do it. You asked her, right? And he's like, he's like, yeah. It's like, well, then, you know, there's no burden on you. But essentially what happens is, is that Joe sees that he's like, David is more than just asking her out to the dance for right. him. It's like she's bonding. They're like developing a close friendship because they have also, like Also, it seemed like Joe already, was, David was crushing on her already. Yeah. It's like he did. He, Joe, he admitted it too. But when Joe said that to David at the beginning, yeah. he should have just been like, "Nah, dog, you better move on that because I'm about to do it." <laughs> he should have just been like, "He'd be like, you better hurry the fuck up because I'm on that already." Yeah. Um. So then Joe gets all pouty and then goes to Pepper Pete's, which will play our sexy clip. It's sound cue. 
where Sam is still working, by the way. You know, Joe, Good for her. She's making that money, getting better. that paper. Sam! You hardly even know her. And it's as if you expect her to marry you or something. She sounds and looks like such an adult. Me. Yeah. Obviously, he had other ideas. He did ask her. I was there. I like to think hey, why don't you Sam ask Sam? She'd be a great date, and you already know her. Created Pepper Peep into a whole franchise nationwide now. Like, you know, it's like an artisanal pizza. She's like the CEO. Pizza and coffee. just have a lot in common, you know? You can go alone. It still needs to be a franchise, though. Now, there's an idea. She wouldn't stay in Texas. She's out. No, she would sell it to, like, LeBron James and his group. And, like, now Blaze Pizza. All the guys are expecting me to go with Sarah. Now she's going to show up with my best friend, my ex-best friend. Ex-best friend? Ooh, strong words. Joe? Joe, which one's fucking telling you? <laughs> Too bad he can't listen to him. It would be great if they did an episode where they could hear Wishbone. Yeah, or like suddenly Joe could for just a brief moment in time. Even if it's just like one whole episode. And he'd just be like, this whole fucking time I've been talking for years. <laughs> my dog's alive. Um, Or my dog's sentient. Um, Joe, I'm your dad. What? <laughs> hey, Joe, I'm your dad. Um, dad? No, I'm just <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, so harsh words. And then, like, also, like, I got a hint of a little bit of in this episode of Sam kind of like, like, she likes Joe in a weird way. Uh, but, like, I can't really I tell. Don't know. I, I can't think tell. Sam already knows that she's too good for him. Yeah, but she's also like it's. I think maybe, maybe maybe she like looks out for him as a friend. Yeah, that's what I think. I think she knows that like even if they had a thing, this kid is not like emotionally ready for that, and like it would just flame. Yeah, out. no, she is and, definitely like, like he's not ready. Yeah, and then they would never be friends after. Correct, because he's already like ready to dump David over fucking nothing. <laughs> like imagine if he was with Sam and they broke up. Like yeah. he would be like he'd be like mom, we need to fucking move and leave Texas. She'd be like, you have three months left before you graduate high school. I don't care. I can't ever see her. He'd be like a little psycho. Um, what's in the next book? There's a fucking tight ship we're running here today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the back. Um, so what basically then... Uh, Transpires. In courtship land. In Miles decides to go off to war to go fight the natives, basically. <laughs> yeah. Can, we, can I just pause and say for a second? You thought that pilgrim hat was cute. I thought... For a second, I was like, oh, you know, I feel like pilgrim hats kind of are, like, creepy nowadays. They, they, like, have, I a, think they have a weird connotation to them. I think our society is finally losing their love affair with the pilgrims in, like, a good way. It's like, I'm like, like, like fucking weird little nerdy psycho, like, dudes would, like, dress like that and then go, like, slaughter millions of people. Like, I mean, then he would come home and, like, write poems like a lunatic. <laughs> Like, I don't know if we need to be romanticizing these nuts. No, but jobs. he, like, Standish wasn't really, a, like, a pilgrim. He's more like a lady, military guy. My fair lady, I will I will come back and, and tell you about which flowers yeah. you most remind me. But first, I must head to the Trail of Tears. Yeah, but he, okay, so he seems to be gone for a long time. Yeah. And well, John... Well, it takes a long time to do ethnic cleansing, John. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, John Alden and... and Priscilla basically continue to bond, and there's a a absolute adorable uh wood sign scene. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Wishbone is holding one end of the saw, and it's like the most like laziest. Like I'm like, they would never be able to cut through a stump like that with that like minimal power going. <laughs> but that was cute. Um, and then yeah, so like John basically becomes a barrel maker. Um, and he carves out a life. He he thought he was gonna he was leave the first to go over Niagara. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he that. He went in. He went in the barrel. <laughs> went over because that's how he sold them. It was like a marketing trick. Uh, okay. It went viral. Everyone was. Do people do that. Still oh, do that's that. a thing. Yeah. Do people still do that? I thought. No, you would die. <laughs> okay. Like I think maybe like a person survived, but like no. Okay. No. So people I'm used just, to do that. There might be crazy people that try to still do stuff like that. But my guess is that's hearsay and that's not like actually a thing. But there was I a time thought I heard like people would happen. like try to do that and they get arrested. That's like, possible. Yeah. That's possible. But I also don't know how true that is too. Like that could just be a thing people yeah. like it could just be a thing people say. Um but Yeah, so and then and then they get word. It seems like almost like years pass by, if not months, you know. Or yeah, it's like and then like one of the soldiers comes back from the field, like the battle basically, and says, like, you know, Miles Tanders bravely, like, you know, defeated the enemy but in the process he was shot by a poison arrow and died basically so um so then john's like "Ooh, say like the you know now that miles is dead i don't really worry about moving on his like lady of affection anymore what a loser it's weird it's a weird like again the bully's gone i can go be with my girlfriend yeah but it's not like it's like it wasn't like miles was gonna do anything I mean, he called him Brutus, so, like, Miles seemed like he wanted to slaughter him like a fucking, like, Roman soldier. Yeah, but as long as he stayed around Priscilla, he would be fine. Yeah. So, um... Also, like, what, Priscilla's just fucking waiting around? Yeah. Like, those were the prime years of her life. She is... Her shelf life is dropping dramatically if it's been that long. Yeah. It's only, what, like, average lifespan, 25 years? (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, back then, people did not age well. Like, think about the amount of time. This is a very clean version of like the, yeah. the the Plymouth Rock. I'm sure it was much dirtier and disease. Oh yeah, you know, much fouler back then. Also, Absolutely. they got to deal with the witches and all the other kind of like problems. Well, yeah, okay. So if he wasn't doing ethnic cleansing, he was just torturing and killing women who were. I'm surprised he didn't like innocent. you know get mad at Priscilla and just like call her a witch. Oh. And claim that she was one oh. when she like wouldn't you know rejected his offer basically. Um. So fair point. Yeah, so back in Oakdale, uh, Joe has a basketball game in which uh, David is normally the um, the play-by-play announcer, which I feel like isn't actually a thing in actual like on like when you, there is a play-by-play person there, but it's usually for radio, like for people at home or on television. They're not actually like you don't hear them piped into the actual gym while it's going on. This is where you'd be wrong. You, I, I'm wrong. Does yes. that happen? Yes. Oh, I like maybe is it a different At my first high school, the one when I was in living in New York, they had this. Uh oh, really? we even like we would film all of our games too. Yeah. So like I was in the film club. Yeah. And like like four cameras set up and like control room is fucking stupid. Uh but <laughs> there would we'd actually get the sound. But they wouldn't like be doing full on play by plays, but there would be someone being like announcing like the fouls or like who scored the Yeah, the the, the, people do like, that. Basic yeah. things like that, but it wasn't necessarily like Oh, great play! We're like, not. yeah, because basically what happens is like David normally should be that guy. He should be the one being like, and a basket by yes. Joe Talbot for three. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, it's like, or personal foul and blah blah blah. But it's like Sarah sitting next to him is like, hey, can I take a spin at the mic? Yeah, but Sarah, I want to. I would much rather have Sarah be in charge of this. I don't know. She kind of boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, it's great. Bit. That's what everybody wants. Yeah, she does kind of start a trend at the end because then the basketball players sort of repeat what she says because she. Right. Ba- she basically Joe makes a shot and she's like, "Oh, that like oh, Joe gets around his opponent like butter on a hot it awesome. skillet." It was awesome. I don't That's know. So it, good. Was, it was a little lame. Was, are you kidding me? She didn't have much energy and like personality to her no voice. No way. I loved it. Yeah, it was okay. Um 
Let's, Instead of then David. Well, let's play the clip David's here. like, Joe Talbot, three points. Yeah. It's like he's like at a golf game. <laughs> focus, Talbot. Focus. Get in focus. Game. Your love life was in turmoil. Wishbone with too. the jersey. Yeah. So cute. Again, she looks so old. That's the end of the first quarter. She looks like, um, you remember Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Allison Till, the, mm. the drummer. Mm. Definitely has a vibe of that. Also, she seems like a very manipulative personality. David doesn't really look different. He just looks bigger. Yeah. Whereas, like, Joe His and Sam look different. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's leading 20. To... She's got, like, her radio voice going. Great. Look at him drilling in the hole. Yeah, oh. he, did that, he did that move, yeah. He made baskets. They call him the weaver. Look at that. He looks at her and is like, she likes me. But, I don't know. Maybe he, he gets more, like, satisfaction from, like, just the game and being, you know, that's not hers. David might be like, the FCC is not going to like this. Traveling. Don't worry oh. about it, Joe. Traveling. Um, yeah, so then uh, in Plymouth Rock, John Alden and Priscilla get married. At the ceremony, Miles Standish comes bursting in. Everyone thought he was dead. And he was like, oh my God. And he's like, yes, the stories weren't true, though. I don't know. He never really explained what happened, <laughs> like how he survived. So, supposedly a poison arrow to the heart. Dog, no one wants you here. But luckily, he's like, in my, like, must have been, you know, days or months out in the woods trying to survive, I learned something that, like, you actually are my friend, John Alden, and, like, I should have, you know, you two were meant to be together, you know, and as opposed to me type of thing. He, he found some peyote <laughs> he, on, like, he the, met corpse the devil of, <laughs> on the corpse of, like, one of the Native Americans that he killed, <laughs> yeah, and then he went on a spirit journey. That's what was in the poison dart. Oh, that's right. Maybe, okay, yeah, like, the poison didn't kill him <laughs> it just sent him to another you know dimension and, basically. and he never died they actually the person it was just like it was like a game of telephone the first guy told someone like he got shot by poison dart and now he's gone and then yeah. the, and then it, by the time he got home it's like well he got shot by poison dart and he's dead yeah. well, when the person said he was gone because he just fucking wandered off into the woods and by the time like he it wore off yeah and he was a better man like everyone was gone they were just like <laughs> no idea what happened to him um yeah, so he basically apologizes to John and Priscilla, and they're like, great, we can all be friends. And so they ended up with a triangle, but it was two people coming together and the third person being okay with it. And that's kind of how that ends. And similarly, basically what happens is, um, you know, Joe realizes he made a mistake and that he shouldn't have taken his anger out on David. David is actually a better fit for Sarah because they have similar interests. They seem more like they connect better. Go David. Yeah, go David. I think that's like, it's a good lesson because it's like basically sometimes the people. I just like it that like the nerdy tech kid like got the girl that all the jocks tried to get. Yeah, but she ends up being kind of the more like pixie kind of like, uh, like, yeah, like, like music chick yeah. kind of thing. Um, but still, it was all the jocks lost. And yeah. The nerd won. Yeah. Go nerds. Yeah. Point nerds. <laughs> we did it. We won, yeah. guys. This is it. Um, but uh, yeah, so he decides that like he was in in was wrong to um 
you know, so he decides he's going to forgive him at the dance after the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, so mm -hmm. we're going to play our final clip here, which is at the dance. Um... Good game, Joe. I taught him all my best jumps. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know how I forgot that. Also, this music. Totally like what a cool dad that he's just throwing a dance there. Yeah, stick a butter in a frying pan. Of course, they make him do it. Okay, <laughs> with a hair down. This is weird. Okay, he's like, here, come, Joe, come get a slice of pizza. And then he's like, here. Alright, gotta go. Bye. Hey, David. What direction is that? Look, she's she's throwing the party. She's hosting it, but like I feel like they should have a line like right there. She should have said something. I think she did that on purpose so they see each other. I'm sorry I got so upset. That's just dumb. If I wanted to go with her, I should have asked her myself. She still would have said no. Friends. Friends. I'm blue, I'm blue. I know, but that's like what around this time. A little bit. It's like, a, it's like music I get decade too late. Hey, again. Thanks. And then Joe finds his true love. She was going so with weird. me, but she said she'd be too busy <laughs> helping out her own. Just, just listen to her. Uh -huh. <laughs> Well, if this isn't a sorry-looking twosome. Hey, guys. Look what I fetched. Something to take your mind off your heartbreak? Whose ball is this? Who cares? As long as it bounces. About a game of horse. You're on. Which one would you? Yep. You can always count on the dog to fetch something you didn't even know you needed. And this concludes our lesson on fetching. Oh, ladies. Who wants to dance with a mascot? All in your window. Where, where are they gonna go play? They're in a pizza parlor. That's what it's. There's, I feel like there's too much innuendo in that. For a second, I thought they were gonna like maybe like trash the place. <laughs> they were gonna like be like just throw the ball in the punch bowl, yeah, like shit like that. Also, they wouldn't be going to play like in any other story. They would be going outside and like someone would have brought like alcohol or cigarettes. They're gonna get high, basically. Yeah. He's why is. Demont's such a pe little piece of shit. Like, when has Demont ever he's, been nice to Joe? He's just sitting over there just going, hey. Hey. He's such a little piece of also, shit. Also, they just got to the party, and Joe's like, I'm going to leave with this yeah. guy that's like, like, kind of my on, enemy. Let me, grab, let me grab some sweet za, and then we'll go. Yeah, what? Sam just handed him yeah. a, a plate of it, and yeah. he didn't eat it. Yeah, he was just like, welcome to my party. Here's some of my cheesy goodness. See you soon. That's uh, what she said. She yeah. handed him some cheesy goodness, brought him into a delightful party. And and this is where this is like, the beginning of like Joe's like spiral downward because oh, yeah. like he's gonna become good friends with Demond and then it's gonna like he's yeah, gonna become is, a terrible person. This is the prequel to like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that kind of wraps up the the episode. Um, what a good episode! I enjoyed it. I think I think it was pretty well done. Again, I think I think it was strengthened by the a good drama and confrontation between David and Joe. Gotta love a love triangle. Yeah. What favorite love triangles? What What are some of your favorite love triangles in life or in, like... in yeah in in stories and TV movies? Um, I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite ones. Well, one of my favorite ones I grew up watching um was the 
Julia Roberts comedy, My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah, well, I, I know that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. All right, so I'm going to go with, anyway, with go there? Jack, Peyton, Sawyer on Lost. Oh, well, Strong Love Triangle. Yeah. Strong Love Triangle. Okay. Come on. I mean, you kind of forget about it with all the mystery of the island and everything. No way. Totally don't forget about it. It only ends like about around like season five when when Sawyer finds his true love. And they all start going to different timelines. Well, when he Literally. finds his true love. Um, oh yeah, his like con love, right? No, no, it's when in Juliet. Oh yeah, Juliet. Okay. Sorry, spoilers for like a show that's getting cl- that's over a decade old. Yeah, it's over getting close to ten years since it ended at this point. So I'm not really feeling that bad about it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like any other like significant like love triangles in that, or just like in media that i've watched i don't know i mean a lot of rom-coms are based on like, 13 going on 30 yeah you watched that recently such a good fucking movie it's it's good it's a great movie i i don't like movies in which it's it's you know the main character not to get into like a whole 13 30 mm-hmm. or anything but like no, I she, mean, we can. she lives out a fantasy that isn't real and is able then to like fundamentally change her life based on a, like a, a a vision that she has no but how do you know it's not real because then i feel super bad for mark ruffalo's fiance if it is well, real no because she changed the future yeah but then okay think about this it's not like this isn't string theory she wasn't in a separate string she changed the future but now i know that two timelines exist no there aren't two timelines one gets erased she overwrites then the, i feel really bad for that other. why timeline. because that other person never finds mark anyways ruffalo. we are not going to talk about this right she now. never finds mark ruffalo also he wasn't right for her he didn't want to go to chicago everybody live in there for i li- join us next time on our pupcast and we will all <laughs> see you next time okay are, we need to bring in somebody else here, and we need to have a triangle. We need to fight. Um, we have a new show. It's been on for a while since this is out, um, but it's called Watch World. There's probably like a week or two left of Westworld at this point for yeah, you. I think we're probably in the middle of the season, right? Well, there's 10 weeks. We shouldn't be trying to predict when we're recording. So <laughs> Just say be, new show's out. This is our fifth episode out. If it starts in three weeks, we're at episode eight. I would say that's probably a, a very good guess is about where we are. So... Watch World is our series. Check it out. That's all I just wanted to plug. Because if you enjoyed listening to us talk about Wishbone, we're going to do the same thing. We're just going to do it with modern television shows as they're airing. Correct. We're going to bring all the firepower to it. Yep. 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 All right. Well, that's great now. And we'll see you all next time. Yeah. Bark, bark.